This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to this podcast. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf, and today we are going to be talking about the impact of social media on the mind. Very relevant, very topical topic and something that applies to all of us, every age group. Research is showing that this is not just something that our teenagers have a problem with, but we need to tell the parents to put the phones down as well. You know, we're spending on average as as a general population around eight hours a day on social media, which is a lot of time on social media. So we certainly have to look at the pros and cons of social media because obviously it's not all bad. I mean, this is part of today's age. So it's also unbalanced to say oh it's all bad and social media is terrible and wrecks your brain it doesn't actually wreck your brain if you use social media properly and if you are using it in a balanced way so there's you know there's a lot of things we're going to discuss and a lot of tips that I'm going to give you and just to you can find a lot of this information in my book switch on your brain um, which is available on drleaf.com and I have a great new book that will be released later in the year where I also have whole sections on social media so I'm going to talk about elements from both of these books in these in these podcasts and hopefully this is going to help help you to improve your mind and improve your brain okay so I'm going to start with a tip and then I'm going to unpack that tip and bring in some studies one of the tips that I have applied in my own life is I'm aware that eight hours is too long and that's the average time but I'm also aware that my computer is pretty useful and it's pretty much part of my life so is my phone and so is the social media in terms of our business and in terms of you know, just keeping up contact with people and so on. It's got to the point where I don't use social media for personal contact with people. I just, we just have our social media platform for our business. So for me, I limit that time. I don't allow myself to spend hour after hour scrolling through the social media. I have defined times in my day where I try and stick to it. And limit that time because I'm aware of the time factor in terms of my computer I'm obviously doing a lot of my work on computer so in some days I'll do more than other days I'm very aware when I use my phone that I'm using it to build my brain so a lot of the time when I'm on my phone if I'm not speaking to my family I'm using it to read information so it's very I use my my phone very a, a lot for reading because the more you read the more you develop your brain so that's just a few things that I've worked out for myself Rules like over dinner, over meals, that phone goes down. Um, when I found myself falling back into the habit of picking up my phone if we're at the table, we're waiting for dinner or something, I put it down, we all tell each other. You know, so there's some very practical things and logical things that we all know what to do. So let's just talk about um, how, you know, what 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 is the research showing us about social media and the impact of social media? As I said, I, I give a lot of talks and things on this. And just recently, I gave a talk to a group of youth um, where they, they requested that I talk about the impact of social media on the brain and the mind. Now, the mind is separate from the brain, and we use our mind to change our brain. And whatever we do with our mind, the brain just simply follows suit. The brain just simply responds to what we do with our mind. So research shows that we, we, we basically merge with our environment. So whatever you're paying attention to, whatever you're focusing on, that's what's growing in your brain. So you're merging with your environment and that changes your brain. So if you're spending hour upon hour 
on social media, it is a different medium. It is going to change the way that your brain functions. And in a 24-hour period, eight hours is too long on technology. So it needs to be less. And anything, you know, they, they're recommending that the best amount of time to not cause damage in your brain is around about two hours. Now, that is a challenge. And if you can balance that out over a period of seven days, that'll be, you know, that's you can try and work something out in your life because there will be some days that you spend longer than that and other days where you spend less and hopefully it balances out over a seven day period so that's the one thing we merge with what we focus on the other thing is that you can you know you could technologies led us to the point where you can be so connected that to everything in your environment that you can almost be disconnected even though that sounds like a bit of a paradox or a contradiction you're connected to everything but you're not really connected because you're flitting between different forms of social media so what some research has shown is that you can be so um, so busy just going through your Twitter feed which by the way Twitter feed has a one second lifespan but you're so busy flicking through the different the, the, going through the feed that you don't really read anything in depth you're just seeing flashes of fast pieces of information flashing through and then you may switch over to Instagram and um, flick through that and that's also very fast and you may not really read much or you st stop and stare at a photo and then you flick to another to your Facebook and then you get back to your computer and then you maybe answer your phone or then you send a text so you're flitting between stuff in a very fast way now what research shows very clearly is that when you spend when you're flicking too quickly between between information and you don't stop and read things deeply that affects your brain that can actually cause brain damage we are deeply intellectual beings we are developed um, our brains are, are designed and created in such a way that we designed to think deeply our mind is very powerful very active and it works through the medium and the of the brain so the brain is a substrate through which the mind works brain is very complex very sophisticated and your mind is extremely complicated and sophisticated so to make this thing work we have to think deeply about things so when you just read an article versus if you you know just sort of scan through the article quickly or just the headlines or just the abstract and you don't stop and read and think about that that's not very good so I always advise people to Okay, scan your Twitter feed if you're looking for something interesting to read, but make a decision. Scan for you know, scan through for like five minutes, and then after five minutes, make a selection. Five to ten minutes, or five minutes is actually long enough, and then find something and read it deeply. Think about it. A study was done at Harvard where they took professors that had changed their teaching style, they had moved their teaching style to adapt to this more technologically advanced age, and they went from a lot of interactive discussion, ask, answer, discuss, getting their students to read large tracts of information and coming to the class um, well-read and well-prepared and then having long discussions where the students participated in this, um, in this teaching, in, in the discussion. They changed that to PowerPoint slides or keynote slides where there's a lot of fastly, fast information presented very quickly, um, firing information at the at the at the students and not allowing for much discussion time and not allowing for much time to think about deep things. So they presented them with a lot of great knowledge, but there wasn't enough time to discuss. And they found and they, what they did, which was really clever in the study, is they took groups of professors that had really high attendance levels in their classes. And when they changed the way that they were teaching, the attendance levels dropped off dramatically. They then took this group of professors away, took away all their technology. The only thing that they were allowed to take with them were lots of books, actual physical books that you hold, not your books on your iPhone. 
and they had to sit there in this environment and read through their material related to their subject, their expert expertise, and then have discussions with each other. And it's interesting because they went through, they, they, in, in the feedback that these professors gave, they actually went through withdrawal for about the first 48 hours. And thereafter, they just got into this discussion mode again and this deep thinking and these deep discussions. And they came out of there changing the first few days, being very agitated from withdrawal to getting into a feeling of actually feeling very peaceful, very happy, very excited. They brought those techniques back into their classroom, changed their techniques, went back to their old ways of ask, answer, discuss, and there was dramatic change in their attendance again. Now, that's just one study, but the point there is that we designed for deep intellectual thinking. Another thing in terms of this, I mean, there's so many points, but I want to make another thing in terms of deep thinking. I want to I want to stress the importance of how we are designed to be alone with our thoughts. We are designed to just switch off to the external, switch on to the internal, and really think deeply about stuff. And they did such an interesting study where they found that um, people didn't like doing this, and this applied to all age groups. They put people into these rooms where they had no technology, they had nothing, they didn't even have their books, they just had to think, being alone with their thoughts. And they found that people didn't like, and it was only 16 minutes, it wasn't very long, 16, one, six minutes. And they did not like this at all, and this applied, as I said, to all age groups. And they had a little shocking device in the, that was the only thing in the room besides this person sitting there. They had this shocking device, and the shocking device was uh, the only distraction in the room. And some of these people found that they actually preferred to shock themselves, and it was quite a painful shock, rather than being alone with their thoughts. And the, so the large percentage of when after the study was done and they analyzed the results, more than 57% of the people who took part in the study preferred to not be alone with their thoughts. And this is being linked to this technological age because this is a definite change from a few years back where people did this, where they spent time thinking, being, you know, those thinker moments, thinking, being alone, thinking, developing the mind. And um, there's a part of your brain, and it's actually not a part, it's a whole network inside your brain called the default mode network, which used to be seen as dark energy in the brain many years ago before they understood what this was. And then they, as research has advanced, which science does, as we learn more and more about the brain and the mind and the mind-brain connection, so, so we discovered that the default mode network is vitally important to the balance of the brain and the mind because the mind and the brain feed back into each other and also for good mental health. And when you think deeply, when you're alone with your thoughts, when you're sitting for those little 16-minute blocks or two hours or however long you do it for, um, that you actually reboot your brain, that you activate these networks, that you bring tremendous brain health back into your brain when you take this time to be alone without technology. So you don't have to spend hours on this, but what you need to do is spend frequent times during the course of your day in, in activating the default mode network. Now, it never switches off, but it requires periods where you consciously and deliberately disconnect from your technology, disconnect from the world, and go into your mind and really think. Think about the day. Think about what you've read. Think deeply about an idea that you have in your mind. Maybe you have some great business idea or something that you're going through in your family or just something, just some beautiful book that you read or maybe some beautiful poetry or something that you're interested in or, you know, one of the habits of people that are effective is they read a lot. Successful people read and think. And this is something that we need to reintroduce back into our lifestyles. 
one of the things that I had every single one of my patients do. It was part of their treatment regime was deep thinking, being alone with your thoughts and deep thinking and a lot of reading and then thinking about what you're reading. Sometimes I would get my patients to just go and read an article. I'd give them some kind of challenging article that they in a field that they knew they enjoyed and I'd make them come back the next week and just tell me all about it, which forced them to go and read and think through it and think deeply. And then I would ask them questions and they would answer me, would discuss this. And that that in itself is an incredibly powerful exercise. Now you can do this alone and you can do this with people. There's nothing more satisfying than having a really in-depth discussion, getting back into the art of conversation, really thinking deeply. And this has been stolen by the technological age to a large extent. We're forgetting how to do that. One of the main negative things that is coming out of technology is this loneliness, this isolation that has increased, this move towards individualism and away from what we call collectivism, which is just a fancy word for saying that we are not, we, collectivism means community. Community is much more natural for humans, for us to connect with each other and have deep discussions and deep thinking, etc., than it is to be alone. Individualism is not very natural. It's much more natural to actually be talking a lot. So don't get confused now. I'm not saying that um, um, when I say individualism, I'm talking about um, constantly being on your own in your own world with your technology but not really connecting with people what we have to do is balance deep thinking switching off to the external switching on to the internal frequently during the day and having periods in our day where we quiet and on our own and then balancing that with communicating with others and having deep satisfying discussions with other people and we need that as humans we need that connection so you may have been so just to wrap i mean we're going to do some more podcasts on the social media but i just want to bring up a couple more points as we end this podcast you may be so connected that you've actually forgotten to spend time being alone with your thoughts let me say that again a very powerful point you may be so connected that you may have forgotten how to spend time just being alone with your thoughts this is a priority this is what i have been discussing throughout this podcast you know when, let me ask you this question when was the last time that you struck the pose, figuratively speaking, of course, of that sculptor Auguste Rodin's famous statue, The Thinker? You know, you've seen that picture. It's very famous, the picture of that sculpture of the, of the man leaning on his, on his chin, resting his chin on his, on his hands, thinking. Do you actually fear being alone with yourself? You can't believe how many people will say yes to that question. Can you actually be alone with yourself? Just you and your thoughts? This is my challenge to you now this week. Can you be alone with yourself? Can you be alone with your thoughts? Are you prepared to take frequent moments during the day where you switch off to the external and switch onto the eternal, internal default mode network of your brain, switch off that technology and just think deeply? And in addition to that, can I challenge you to take some article that you something that really interests you and can I challenge you to read that really deeply really think about what you're reading make some notes ask answer and discuss your way through and take time just to think deeply about that and the next time you listen to this podcast just use this podcast maybe as a sort of measure for yourself that remind yourself okay when I listen to Dr. Lee's podcast next week or next time you listen to me use that as from between now and then how many times did you take this time to think deeply did you read that article maybe you read three or four and how do you feel monitor yourself disconnect from that technology and just judge for yourself 
Have you been so connected that you've forgotten how to spend time being alone with your thoughts? And are you changing that in your life? Thank you for listening to me. I've enjoyed sharing this information with you and I look forward to sharing more about social media and the impact on the mind in our next podcast. 